Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen, I'm hosting the show. I don't know what I'm doing. I think we're live right now. This is presented by, by Blue Moon, made brighter. Get Blue Moon delivered and see delivery options by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash CHGL. Celebrate responsibly. Cody has a beer bat right now. I just woke up. My heart rate's 189 beats per minute right now. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yep. Cody. What just happened? It's been 147 days, a very long 147 days since the last regular season game of the Chicago Cubs, Brennan. And finally, and that was for Corey because that's a rock reference. Cody Bellinger has signed a contract, guys. Cody Bellinger signed it with the Chicago Cubs. You know, I was, I, was, I, was, I was literally falling asleep. And my, oh my phone God. like buzzed and I see it's your name. I'm like, all right, like what's going on? Like Cody's been drinking too much or something. And it says it happened. And knowing you, I don't know what that means. Sometimes I'm like, is it Bellinger? Is it going to be Bellinger? I go on Twitter. I see Jeff Passant. I'm like, is that the real Jeff Passant? I'm staring at that like $1.1 million number for like five minutes. I'm like it actually happened. They actually signed Cody Bellinger. My it ass happened. is up. I'm doing this podcast with you. Here we are. Go. What's going on? Yeah. We, we, we at least did the presenting sponsor. I don't, we were supposed to do anything else, but it happened, man. It, it happened, and I can now finally start to project this team going into 2024. We can do it. It had to we happen. And, it, and I, honestly, I haven't even processed the, I, like, the contract. And, so what's and, the contract? Three, three years for years, 80 million? Three years, million. Three That's years, 80 insane. million. That's insane. So I see three years for $80 million opt out after the first two years. It's basically, we got super chats coming in. By the way, guys, this is my first show I've ever produced. So I don't know how the hell to do this stuff. I got super chats over here. I think if I click it, it will go on. There we go. Dylan Poole, $5. Belly is back and we are so back. Look, credit to me for hosting the show right now. I'm putting all your comments up on this. And I'm like, I, I'm literally in a daze right now. So three years, $80 million, opt out after the first two years, essentially, basically a one-year deal, kind of like one of those like pillow 2.0 contracts. And we have our center fielder, maybe first base and back on this team. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Evan in the chat, uh, he, he uses another re wrestling reference. Uh, Cody, we finished the story. Or no, that was Nate. 
Um, yeah, Nate, we finished the story. Yes, yeah. we finished the story. I, 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 I honestly like. I was finally starting to lose hope, like everyone else. Like the last handful, I was of days. just numb to it. That's I, what I was. I was. Also, I was. I was losing hope. I was numb to it. I just. I. I can't believe it happened at two a.m. or whatever. You know, like Central Time. I. I guess I'm happy that it, like I'm in Mountain Time Zone, so it's not even one a.m. But like, I. It's unreal. I. I can't believe that this just this news just broke. I, credit I, I to like credit to Lisa for Lisa, calling it. Yeah. Lisa is the one who manifested this. Cody, you went out to Arizona to ensure that this yes. would happen. Yeah. And now we I have our center fielder. The insurance of it happening. You know, I think what's going to have to happen is you can't go back to Chicago. See, when oh. you come out to the West Coast, although last time you came out to the West Coast, it didn't end too well for us. But you, you know what? You, you completely resurrected yourself. You are now allowed back on the West Coast after you demolished our 2023 season. So congratulations. Thank you for redeeming yourself and the Chicago Cubs. Oh, man. It feels good. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be back. Oh, man. We got 212 people in the, in the <laughs> live watching us right now. Majority of these people, I'm assuming, are, you know. Listen in the central time zone, like it's two, three in the morning, probably. So like, I mean, this is, this is incredible stuff. Uh, so, so, where, people- so where do, where do we start here? So we have Bellinger officially back. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, my yeah. first, my first okay. thought goes to like, is he going to get time in center field time to first time at first base? We've seen Mike, we've seen Bush perhaps have an injury, not throwing baseballs around the diamond recently. Like, that's where my thought goes. Is he going to get the first reps at first base or kind of get the first reps in center field? Right. I I think at this point, I think Bellinger is going straight to center field. Um, and How good does it feel to say that? I know. <laughs> I know. Maybe we should I mean, it feels great. You know, like oh it feels God. great that Bellinger is going. Like, I think he's going to, you know, start opening day in, in center field. And yeah. then – um, I think he will at some point move to first. Like this is what I believe the entire time that he's going to start opening day in center field. PCA is going to probably start in Iowa. And, um, you know, Bush is going to get that opportunity at first as well. But even whenever PCA comes up, you know, they can move Bush to DH. They And they can put Bellinger at, at first. And then yeah. obviously he has experience playing corner outfield anyway. So I just think this DH spot can be really utilized by the Cubs, whether it's with Ian Happ or with, say, Suzuki, uh, whatever. I, I, it, to me, it doesn't matter. This lineup now, Bellinger, Saya, Morell, with Saya and Morell, like, in my opinion, primed to, like, take big steps in 2024. You add Bellinger with that, who's going to, you know, as great as this contract is for the Cubs, I mean – Bellinger is still going to be playing to make more money because I think he can opt out after this year. Like this is basically the Carlos Correa tra- contract, which credit to me, I predicted might actually happen as well back in like December. You did, right? You did, and you you manifest all of this. I did, I did, and I'm not trying to take all the credit, but no, you should, you should, <laughs> you should. But either, like, I just, I just think the Cubs are going to be in a, are in a very unique situation where they can just play guys wherever they want. They're, they have guys who can play multiple positions. I feel like this is like what they've always wanted. They, they've been trying to find so many Ben Zobris likes 
for so long. But like these are actually good baseball players that they can do this with proven base, good baseball players. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I, I think that Bellinger is just going to add more versatility to this team defensively. And then offensively, I mean, with Craig Council as the, as the manager, I, to me, you're putting Bellinger in that two or three hole on opening day and just let the and let and, and, and go with the rest after him, like or or whatever. Like it, to me, it, you finally got the guy that at least you know, at least has proven throughout his career for the most part that he's been able to do that. So again, I think Bellinger has a lot to play for here. He clearly took this contract because he got tired of waiting at this point. But we're at a point now where it's like we can we can really start to to think about some some real success in 2024. I know that there's still like a lot of questions and I can understand some people who are still questioned because it's like we did kind of talk ourselves in the thought of like it's Bellinger or bust. But I mean, it sure felt like it. Right. But the team is is still significantly better with Bellinger on the team compared to not. Your phone's blowing up over there. We got dings left and right. The entire city of Chicago is waking up right now to look at your face, my face. I got wrinkles under my eyes. I just woke up. I had a pillow face and everything. And, and here we are. So the details of the contract, again, we keep getting people uh, asking this. Three years, $80 million, opt out after the first year, opt out after the second year. And I think that's what it was, unless I'm just like daydreaming this at this point. We've also had two different comments. Pretty funny. This is the same dates eight years ago when the Cubs oh, brought my back God. Dexter Fowler eight years ago from this day. And you know what happened? That preceded, people forget about this, a World Series championship, the 2016 oh. Chicago Cubs. So you know what's going to have to happen? Cody Bellinger, 7.30 in the morning tomorrow, seven hours from now, he has to stroll right in to the backfields. He's got to wear exactly the same thing that Dexter Fowler wore. And everyone has to give him a hug. That's how it's going to work. That's how it's going to work. I expect nothing but hugs. And I expect Christopher Morel to at least give 10 times as many hugs as anyone else. <laughs> oh, man. We may we might get some tears being shed by like Christopher Morel. Let's get to some super chats over here. Again, Cody's phone's going crazy right now. <laughs> I got to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> no, you can, you can keep blasting it. If there's ever a time for uh, celebratory phone rings, it's right now. Let's get to some super chats here. Again, it's my first time doing this uh, this producing thing. So, you know, I hope I don't get, like, fired by CSU after messing this up over here. So we have a super <laughs> chat from Brian Lambert. Jed with the you up 1 a.m. text of belly. Also, when's the Lisa interview happening? We need to find Lisa. We Listen, need to find Lisa. If you can find Lisa right now, I will get her on the show right now. I'm taking the reins of all city. Uh, second super chat from Dylan Poole. Belly is back, and we are so back. I may have read that already. Guess what? You get a two-for-one, Dylan Poole. Uh, third one from Fernando Rodriguez. I'm on scene at Cody's Bar. I like the number on this. Credit to us that are awake. Uh, Fernando, again, wake up, Barb and Stucky. Stucky <laughs> is in deep REM sleep right now. Can't wake him up. We'll throw him off. We'll have to be out sick for three weeks if we do that. Another one is thank you both. I'm feeling vibes. Thank you, Fernando. So that's really where our mind goes is are they are they done? Of course, you and I are excited about this. So we're going to revel in the immediate dopamine burst that we got. But it does make you think, now I'm starting to think, 
$80 million market sufficiently under expectations. What does this mean for the Matt Chapmans, the Montgomery's of the world? And all along, despite you and I, you know, calling for some front office, uh, let's call it pushes, if you will. At the end of the day, Jed may have actually played this right. Yeah, I mean, we've all gone back and forth. I know me and you have texted about the front office <laughs> and our frustrations. Hell, our Twitter we, space, the last Twitter space I did, me and you were yelling that was, about That was depressing. Yeah, that was depressing. <laughs> I, right. felt, I felt awful about that. I'm like, oh, am I being right. too negative over here? Right. I mean, I always feel awful after it, too, right? But, uh, like... This 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 was always the kind of deal I felt like, if, especially if it went this far deep into the offseason, I felt like it, this was going to come down because it just looks like no other team was going to be interested. And like my my theory about the fact that no team, no other team was ever linked to this guy. No team. I it know. felt like Boris was putting out these little tea leaves, like like desperate desperation of like, oh, the Phillies and the, you know, the Blue Jays and. Uh, fuck, I've, I've, almost every team, shit, at this point. And it's you just can't like, even name more than three teams off the top of your head right now. That's but all, it was like, that's for real, though, like, you, going would on. Feed, you would feed it through John Heyman. Like, don't yeah. let the facts get in the way of a good story. But that's what I believe. And, and I think a lot of people believe that. But, like, I believe and, and, it's, and it's just, like, no one fully ever believed it. And so, like, does Jed deserve credit for getting this done? Yeah, because... He got it done. Now, I know it's not like significantly long term, but all I know is that at least if he plays well this year and opts out, I know that at least we will have more answers about these young guys going into 2025 than I will going into 2024. So if this is a bridge to PCA next year, more so, fine. If this like Hopefully, you know, Owen Casey is like, you're ready to go with Owen Casey in 2025 for sure. You know, like we're going to know a lot more about some of these young guys in 2025. And like, that's, that's been my whole thing about the whole Bellinger thing. Time, man. Like, so to me, yes, Jed gets credit. He waited it out and he took a ton of flack. uh, And you know what? Like, I've been holding back as much as I could because it's just I could in, tell. in most I could tell. in most of the off season that I've just been complaining about how slow it's been. Right? We got Ryan Herrera in the chat over here. All right, I, I think I may have put him on the screen. I think people can see our guy Ryan over here. Ryan, I took over CHGL now the producer, so I've been putting up the comments, bringing everyone in. I think I'm doing a good job. Uh, how are you doing? Are you awake? I just woke up. Cody woke me up, and I'm doing a show. Did you just wake up as well? Do you see my happy face? I I can't tell. You seem like you're kind of still in the daze right now. You got the hoodie on for people who are listening to this on Spotify. It looks as if I just disturbed you. Can I get a smile? It's not your fault. Okay. It's not your fault. Uh, I want to give three shout outs real quick. (laughs) Shout out one to Blue Moon. We love Blue Moon around here. Yeah. Our, 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 Our friends, our friends over at Blue Moon for helping us out for spring training. Number two, shout out to Lisa. She had it first. And uh, number three to the people who agreed to the deal for doing it at 1230 something at Why night. Why aren't you writing your article? You should not be on the show right now. I'm, you should doing, be it. I'm doing it right now. 
All right. You need some graphs? I'll make you some graphs right now. I got all my program software up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk about Cody Bellinger's 337 expected weight on base average and why that's really not that big of a deal because of the max capacity for his power. I'm ready to go. What is it? It's midnight over here. And is it the same time in California as, as it is in Arizona? It's midnight yeah. over here. It's 1 a.m. Also, we're on a time difference. I didn't know that. Credit to you guys then. You're, you're, you're staying up later than I am. Yeah. Crazy. So then we were talking, Ryan, one-year commitment more or less, almost like a soft pillow. To me, that's like the ideal outcome because let's say Cody Bellinger does perform very well this year. Then if you want to extend him long-term, now you have an additional year of validation yeah. that would give the front office more confidence in actually locking down a player with Cody Bellinger's previous volatile history. I think that's the main thing is like when you, oh, I actually, I hope no one was on the phone because I actually knocked the phone off the hook over here. Um, <laughs> uh, when you're talking, we've been talking about all off season, what the years would be, right? What six, seven, yeah. eight plus years, right? And you're doing that, but you're going off of, one one really good year. Don't get me wrong. Really good year in 2023, but also a couple of bad years, you know, two and a half years where it's like he was not what Cody Bellinger was 2019 and even previously. So you're, you're giving you are giving a commitment if you're giving him a long term contract based off that based off one year after after a couple of down years where he just didn't look like himself. I know injuries played a part in that for sure. Like that, you can't discount that. But um, you didn't know for sure what you're getting from Cody Bellinger from what obviously Jeff Passion has, has put out there is that he has the opportunity to, to, to opt out after the first year, right. To reenter free agency next year, maybe a better market for him, whatever it is. Right. And as you said, on the Cubs side, like this is pretty ideal. You're getting your guy for 2024, right? Like the guy, the guy who you, we, we talked about all off season was priority number one. Um, I, I mean, I guess Shohei Otani was priority number one, right? If you could have got Shohei Otani, you're getting This it. is a happy podcast. Happy like, podcast. Like, happy like Bellinger, Bellinger was the guy you went into. Is like, whatever else happens, like Cody Bellinger is your guy. Cause, because you, number one, just the way he performed last year was great. Like he was their, their best player offensively, one of their best players defensively. Like he, he was the guy they needed and, and the guy that fit in with this group, guy that fit in in the clubhouse, he fit in the lineup. He fit in everywhere. Um, so, like, again, in a way, it's like you want him back as the Cubs. If you're the Cubs, you want him back. But you're also, at that point, giving him a very large commitment based off one year, which, again, he had great years prior, but you're coming off of more bad than good going into it. Now you're getting him for one year, uh, commitment at least, one year, where if he performs – as he did last year, like you probably expect him to hit free agency again, but you are getting him for at least this year, this 2024, this year where you're trying to take the next, next step, right? Like you, you took a good step yeah. in 2023. Now you're trying to take an even bigger step. Um, and that's why we kind of talked about like Cody Bellinger fit with this group, fit with this lineup and just, yeah, he, 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 he fit. He fit. He fit in the way they needed him to fit, and to get him back felt like a priority, especially once Otani went off the board. And now they have him back, but at this point, you're not looking at it as a long-term commitment. You're not looking at it as as a what does this look like five, six years down the road from now. You may only be looking at it one year, and you may have to do this whole cycle over again next year. 
but you know for sure now that you're getting him and and what he could provide for you at least for 2024 and, and be that guy that that anchor in the lineup middle of the order guy that's should help you take that next step have you seen cody smile this much since he's been in arizona look at cody's face right now he's glowing he's so red are you stubborn actually cody i am yeah dude what are you doing come on now that's like rookie mistake number one i know it's your first time in arizona like for spring training but come on put some sunscreen on that's a mistake i would make ryan is also he's he's hispanic we just don't i'm mexican yes mexican whatever like well i mean i'm hispanic technically but like if you want to get deeper into it i'm mexican okay i'm half <laughs> filled you know like we just don't man like yeah but i got the worst half, i probably should put some on more than i do <laughs> one year when i was in college in arizona i did not wear sunscreen i had the worst sunburn in my entire life i'll put up a photo of it one day i had these wicked tan lines for one straight year because of going to a Cubs spring training game. Really bad. But let's get to some super chats and we'll come back and we'll talk about maybe some of the implications of the steal. Uh, so we have a super chat from Kevin Larson. You have to see it to believe it. Look at that. Uh, yeah. You know, the Cubs should hire you, Kevin, for their marketing. Uh, second one here from Evan Miller. Great last name. Some say the best last name in the world. Uh, Cubs plus 2,800 to win World Series still, dot, 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 thanks. Evan, listen, happy times over here. Happy times. Uh, But really, it does kind of change how the remaining free Asian crop is projected. I'm starting to think, you know, what does this mean for Matt Chapman? Uh, Maybe we've heard expectations of a four-year deal, five-year deal, but with Cody Bellinger now only getting three years guaranteed in in these opt-outs, does... Matt Chapman also go down that route and accept maybe a one-year deal with an opt-out, or does he take maybe more money for a shorter AAV in the form of a three, four-year deal? I'm starting to think all of those rumors and all of the ideas that that Chapman could be gotten for you know three years, 22 million annual average value actually might be realistic now, Cody. Yeah, I mean, I think for for Chapman, I you know one two-year deal like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, hell, I'm willing to do the same kind of deal that Bellinger did with Chapman because then he'll, he'll give him even more motivation to go out there and try and get a better, a better deal next winter, right? Um, I think adding Chapman or Montgomery is still a possibility. I've seen some, some people in the chat, you know, asking that question. I, I, I think Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. Are they, are they still under? Could they, could they still add on? Like, yeah, I don't know. Ten million dollars oh, underneath. Uh, those aren't. Those okay. aren't like a mutually okay. exclusive, I think is the right way. But like they, they, even if they're not under, they can still add on. Well, yeah, they can. But like based off, you know, what Tom <laughs> said and whatever. I, again, Ten I. 10 years under the expectations from MLB COTS for that first tier of luxury tax. So, sure. you know, $10 million. Okay. Well, I, again, I, I don't, I, they would go over the, the luxury tax, right? So, yeah. um, you know, We'll see. I, I, I think it would be benef- – I, I personally would would rather have uh, uh, Montgomery over Chapman if you force me to choose one of the two. But, hell, like I, I think adding either one of them would be beneficial if you get them on like a really short – especially Chapman specifically. If you get him on a shorter-term deal, 
with more motivation to go into next year for a better deal, like or yeah, to get a better deal next off season, then yeah, like I'm I'm totally into it. So, um, you know, at the same time, you know, maybe the Blue Jays are thinking the same along the same line as the Cubs were when it came to him too. You know, so like you know, this is also opening up the doors, I think, for other teams to get involved with some of these other guys. Or is that just me, like overthinking? That's you trying to damp your expectations. Let yourself believe. We have someone say, see it to uh, believe it. Let oh, yourself the, the believe. Lulu is high tonight, guys. Listen, right. you know, if I if I get Matt Chapman on a similar contract as a Cody Bellinger contract, I may fly to Chicago. I, I may go personally shake Tom Rickett's hand and Jed Hoyer's hand, despite me talking down on him for the past three months. Can you imagine a Matt Chapman to Nico Horner? To Cody Bellinger, double play with Dansby Swanson, you know, turning around to the outfield going too. That'd be the best infield I've ever seen in my entire life. So I I do think that it is a possibility, but I'm curious, Ryan, from talking to the coaches and talking to a lot of the players, do you think, given what you've heard, that pitching would be more of a priority? And if they are limited by remaining payroll would they rather offer montgomery or a shorter deal like chapman um that's you know so so from what you know jed talked about actually said at the you know cubs convention i think he kind of stood the same at his opening press conference where like starting pitching kind of set at this point um you know if it, it kind of felt like a, if a deal were to fall into their lap kind of thing that they could jump on, they would, um, but not that they were out, you know, searching for starting pitching anymore. They got um, a penciled in starting four right now, a few other options, a few options for the fifth spot and, and some depth in the minor leagues coming up. Um, so it, and it didn't feel like they're going for uh, a starting pitcher. Again, it's say, hey, if, if Jordan Montgomery is willing to sign a one-year contract, like I, I would like look both? at that. I'm the How Cubs. About you like, both? Hey, you know, okay. So, so back to Cody's question earlier, real quick. That I'm looking at, you know, Fangraphs roster resource, and whoever's working at Fangraphs is quick. They already got Cody Bellinger's um, numbers in there, so it, it looks like the estimated payroll, luxury tax payroll, at least uh, from Fangraphs roster resource, is like little under 3 million away from the first luxury tax um, threshold. So obviously adding anyone else would put them over that, but that, that it never felt like as much as anyone wants to disagree with me. I never felt like the luxury tax was really a, like we're not going over the luxury tax this year. Uh, We're staying under the tax. Well, like that never felt like the message from the Cubs. Uh, It just felt like, uh, we're willing to do this as long as the deals we make make sense, as long as the deals we make, yeah, the deals we make make sense for now and for the future, for our for our long-term financial flexibility, roster flexibility, whatever it is. Um, so if what Fangraphs roster resource has is correct, you know, they're at $3 million under, I, I totally see a scenario where they go over that. You know, if it happens again, it's I, I, you know, I don't know that if we're talking about starting pitching, I don't know that they're going to go out and get Jordan Montgomery on a six, seven, eight year deal, right? If that's what he's still craving. But 
Um, I don't know, right? Like you, you mentioned between like a Matt Chapman and a Jordan Montgomery type. We just saw what Cody Bellinger signed for. I don't like, I have no idea what these deals are going to look like once those guys are finally signed. Um, but if they're anywhere close to what the kind of deal that Cody Bellinger um, has reportedly signed, I wouldn't rule it out, you know, so on either side. Going into the offseason, we had projections, just the average amount for Chapman, four years, around $80 million. Some projections had Bellinger at six years, seven years for 150 to 170 Obviously, you have now Bellinger off the market, a Chicago Cub, by the way, Cody Bellinger, uh, for $80 million. That means in my in my head right now, I'm just dividing by two. So if I divide 80 million by two, I get 40 million to Matt Chapman. I think let's call it even two years, 40 million dollars, a third year option for 25 million dollars. And let's get Chapman and Bellinger in Mesa tomorrow. And you know what? Credit for me for orchestrating this deal right now. And I hope Scott Boris can see this and and, and sign it right right there right now. But like you, I see the three million threshold away from that first year as not prohibitive. I think really the 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 prohibitive moves would be going and inching towards that very top echelon at two hundred and seventy seven million, which right now that would be about you know forty five to fifty million away from even reaching that point. So if they go out and do sign Matt Chapman or Montgomery for twenty five ish or so million, they're still substantially below that third year rate. Which, if you were to go over that third year echelon, then you would then forfeit some draft pick uh, capital and draft pick uh, spots uh, for the upcoming draft. So I think that's going to be the ultimate threshold, and they still have room to go. And we had a super chat right now. Uh, let me scroll down and get this from Dylan Poole again. And he asked, what names do each of what names do each of you guys think are the ones to watch for the jump to to regular playing time? Also, is Shaw a realistic option for this year? I'll throw it to you, Cody, first. What do you think? Matt Shaw, regular playing time expectations off the bat? Well, you know, like I'm with this Chapman discussion that we're now having, it's 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 shifting the chat to be a little negative uh because this is a happy time i i agree i agree i agree it is i think and the reason being is so many people want to see morell play third and the thing is is that matt chapman is an elite defensive third baseman and to me the offense if 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 we're if people are going to say that bellinger was you a must-have like you absolutely had to have him yeah. Well, you can look at his baseball savant and then look at Matt Chapman's baseball savant page and they're different. You know what I mean? And Matt Chapman's is actually more pro for him. Like it says that he was unlucky mostly. Right. And so like, I think that there's still offense in Matt Chapman's bat. Now, is it going to be better than Christopher Morell's? I doubt it, but I also think he's a better defensive player than Christopher Morell. The, the point that I'm bringing that I'm saying this for, though, is that if they did sign Matt Chapman, then that definitely probably puts Morrell, you know, back into this whole like, are you playing, you know, all around the field? Are you mainly playing DH? And then it, it puts you in a situation of, OK, when you do call PCA up, 
is Michael Bush playing well? If he is, you got to keep him in the lineup. But if PCA gets called up and you want to get like give him that opportunity, you know, like you get where I'm getting at here. You're, you're going to have to. So at the at, I guess this brings me to my second point too. Is that like the Cubs can make a trade? You know, like they can make a trade. And is Cody trying to get rid of all the young players again? Barb's not going to be yeah, Barb. Barb's gonna watch this and say that. All right, but what I I think the thing is though, and Luke has said this many times. He's a wise man. He's a very wise old man. A old sleeping wise man yes. right now. Yeah. You need good baseball players, right? And Matt Chapman has proven to be a good baseball player over time. And again, you're, it's not like you're gonna be signing them to like some five year, six, seven year deal. It's like a it it will be similar to Cody Bellinger's of one, two years, maybe three, like the one that you basically suggested, Brennan. And like, I'm, I'm open to that. Like $20 million AAV is nothing compared to like what all the like top 10, top 20 players in the league are making. I'm willing to see that out. And hopefully in that time that he is here, he also is being a bridge to like Matt Shaw being the third baseman one day or, Maybe they develop someone else. Maybe it's Triantos in time. I don't know. It depends on who they move. You know what I mean? Like, they just have so many prospects. This has been a thing for so long that, like, I don't know where all of them, like, are going to play. Like, I was doing a TikTok live earlier tonight, and people were asking me about Brennan Davis. And, like, I'm like, I don't know where this guy's going to play. Like, it's just two spring training games, and I hope he's good, and I hope he stays healthy, and, like, all these things, but I don't know where he's going to play. There's no room for him on this roster. And now that they signed Cody Bellinger, there definitely isn't any room on the, on this roster unless you're DHing him. But then that, again, that's going to take it bats away from other young guys too. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. So that's the one thing if they did sign Matt Chapman, that makes me wonder like, okay, there has to be a corresponding move after that or else they really will legitimately be blocking certain dudes that I'm pretty sure they're high on. So um, I guess for me, you know, that's the, the Shaw thing. Like, I, you know, they've been playing at second base mostly in the, in these first two games. So like, I, I don't know, but, um, I, 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 it, injuries happen. I, I, they, they, the fact that they're playing him in these first two games, it, it tells me that, you know, they're trying to get him some playing time out there get some experience and, and try and prove himself. So I wouldn't rule it out i just i don't think he's going to be on the opening day roster that's for sure no i that would be you know insane i do think once you start having success in double a then the timeline shrinks to within the year so if shaw performs very well to start the year and if there's god forbid greater injuries or roster problems that we're not thinking about right now and he's performing then the cubs in this front office and guys in this front office have had the experience promoting guys pretty fast nico horner in 2019 got promoted pretty fast to all of our surprise kyle schwarber in 2015 was promoted just before the all-star break in cleveland and they've had the propensity to make fast moves if guys are performing well in double a and they just bypass them uh to that level what you describe with the high volume of prospects talking about James Triantos and talking about, uh, you know, Shaw and having to get Morrell playing time and Bush playing time and PCA playing time. I think my mind instantly goes back to November and December. And if the remaining free agents were signing with a sense of urgency back in December and January, then I 
would actually expect the Cubs to be top candidates for someone like Matt Chapman. But because to your point, we're only a few weeks away from opening day. I think when you start looking at the projections, for example, Christopher Morrell has a 330 weight on base average right now, projection by zips. And you look at Matt Chapman at 340. Now Chapman is the staple and the likely one to reach that projection. But then you start looking at, okay, what are the range of possibilities? And the range of possibilities for Morrell do overlap that of Chapman. And if you were to acquire Chapman, then you would want to maximize the value of someone like Morrell through trade, but that may not be possible right now. So I think they're probably more inclined to keep it as is from a positional point of view and go with maybe devoting that money to uh, an upfront contract like Snell if his value drops or even going out and getting Montgomery if his value drops. But I'm still here for Matt Chapman. I still think that's my preference, even though I understand that right now is challenging maximizing the value from, the, from a positional point of view. My perspective is 2025 is difficult to project. We have a chance to win the division right now. Lock in as many wins as you possibly can on a shortened window. If that means risking some of the development for these certain players, I'm okay risking that development. And in fact, with Kirk Housel on the team, I actually feel better about their development going forward with ac- uh, acquiring veterans like those. That's fair too. Yeah, I mean... Um, Again, like I just, I, I just, I want to feel good about the roster going into 2024. And if you add Montgomery or Chapman with Bellinger, I think in the short term, you definitely feel good about this team as not only defensively, but, you know, offensively too. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot to like with both of them. It, like it, it can't, it, like we really did talk ourselves into like belly or bust. Right. But I mean, I did. With the way that this with this move that Bellinger for Bellinger just happened, you know, like I don't see Chapman getting a better deal than that. So I mean, we got Ryan turning his turning his lights on at one a.m. because of Cody Bellinger over here. Credit to you, you Ryan, guys, for turning your lights on. You guys are getting greedy over there. You guys are getting greedy. Um, I'm rationalizing this out. I just said it probably makes more sense from the front office point of view to not sign Matt Chapman, even though I was signing him to a contract right now if I had his phone number. So am I greedy or realistic? I think I'm being realistic. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. And, and again, it just depends on what those asks still are, whether Bellinger's contract changes that or not. Um, who knows, right? Uh, but hold on. Someone said that um, – so Victor? Victor said Ryan needs a Zin. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I need a Blue Moon. That's what I need. I need a Blue Moon. Um, right. Have you ever dipped before? Have you ever put like a little dip in your mouth? No, no, no. Oh, you're missing out, my man. See, that's how that's how that's how I know you didn't grow up playing baseball as the way you should. You should have I, I, dipped, you should have been dipping by the time you were 14 years old. You should have been throwing up on the backfields by the time you were 14 years old. Yeah, I'm young. I'm younger than you, Brendan. I, by by that time, big league chew was around, and that's that's what we had. Listen, no. I had big league chew as well. I used to wrap that tobacco on the big league chew. This is what you guys don't know. You know, growing up in the backfields of Arizona. Vomiting on the backfields from Big Lee Chu. That's how I grew up. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad it didn't stop you from, um, you know, it didn't kill your brain. And because and, I don't know what no, we my do. brain is already fried enough from other things. So that had yeah. a hardly yeah. an effect. You have 400, 400 people. people live yeah. at what, three or two, 220 a.m.? Central yeah, you're all a bunch of psychos. That's the oh problem. God. That's this is why Tom Ricketts will spend money because they have idiots like people in the chat and you and I talking about the Cubs at three in the morning. 
This is Tom Burkitts is going to be screenshotting this and be like, this is what I'm talking about. These are my people. This is my demographic. This is why we're not going to spend money. Yeah. That's why, that's why Godfather is not here. (laughs) He needs his sleep. You know, he's got a lot of catching up to do tomorrow morning. He's got a lot of rationalization, rationalization to do. Uh, Yeah. Brendan, Brendan, um, I have been told that we need to thank our friends over at Blue Moon. We need a quick ad read to thank our friends over at Blue Moon. Uh, all right. Well, I present, by the way, Blue Moon, love Blue Moon. I presented Blue Moon to start this show off. I wish I had Blue Moon right now. Uh, I wish I had Cody's eight cases of Blue, Blue Moons. Moon. That he, yeah, Cody, I guess, stole like 10 cases of Blue Moon from the studio. I wish I had a, a case myself over here. Uh, we are presented by Blue Moon. Made brighter, get Blue Moon delivered, and see delivery options by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash chgl. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Look at that. Yeah. Thank you, Blue Moon, for presenting this and allowing us to go on the air at 3 o'clock in the morning in Chicago. Oh, yeah. It's Ryan's, uh, Ryan's updates that he's been doing, the video updates, all presented by Blue Moon. All presented by Blue Moon. And Custom Training coverage is presented by Blue Moon. Yes. We love it. I, I, I use this moment so I could just insert, like, it, it emphasize how I was able to hold the camera very still for Ryan today. I was really <laughs> While impressed. I had that. many Blue Moons in my system. I yeah. was really impressed by that. There's a 0% chance I can hold a camera still after having <laughs> as many Blue Moons yes. as you have. Yes. So. Responsibly. It's always responsibly, though. You know, when I was in the studio back in May, I, I think I had too many uh, too many beers on that set. You know, I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, I'll probably, I probably uh, shouldn't have said some things I said when I was uh, live in studio. I'll have to rectify that when I come out this summer. Uh, when we have Blue Moon beer bets, by the way. Uh, exactly. That's going to be a challenge. Do you have a beer bet right now? People are asking about that. I know. The thing is, is there's no, I don't have any beer here in this hotel. You drink all your Blue Moon. That's the issue. All the Blue Moons are gone. Oh, yeah. I'll we do we didn't restock. We were too busy just you, having a lot of fun drinking blue moons. And we do you think they'll let me? Do you think they'll let me bring the beer bat into the park tomorrow, Ryan? Uh, I don't know. That that's well, a, I still want to spend forty bucks again for a beer bat. That's, a, a, beer that's a Sloan Park security question. That that you know. I, I, Tell you. A little story time for you. Back before they had the metal detectors, you know, Ryan, this is like back when you were in elementary school when uh, Code and I were probably in college. Uh, no metal detectors at Chase Field. You used to sneak those beer bottles right in my pants, walk straight through. That's how you save the, the $12. Yeah. A lot of memories at that Chase Field. Uh, a lot of bad memories too, unfortunately, including including last year. Well, uh, what else what I was going to say here? though yeah. is that like I was going out tomorrow, I'll take, I'll attempt to take the beer like the bat with me and I'll just get it refilled at, at home park and we'll, we'll do content. We'll, I'll have some random person just, I'll ask him to record me drinking this beer. <laughs> so you were in Scottsdale today, right? For the Giants game. Yes. We were in Scottsdale today. So first experience Scottsdale, what'd, what'd you think? I, I mean, it was, I mean, the, the park was awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it ranks right up there with, with uh, Sloan Park, so yeah, Look, I mean, yeah, Scottsdale is one of my one of my favorite parks. I also used to operate the video scoreboard out in Scottsdale. Uh, I told you this on I told you this on Twitter, but uh, twenty seven no this is early this is like twenty fifteen. Uh, I operated the video scoreboard, 
I operated, I worked a Sunday night baseball game, uh, sat next to, you know, John Miller in the booth, basically. I'm watching the game, not updating the video board balls and strikes. Umpires furious with me. This is like an every like three to four pitch thing. Uh, sorry, couldn't pay attention. I'm watching Jake Arrieta pitch. Uh, didn't get asked to come back next year, unfortunately. Uh, so I was more or less soft fired from operating uh, a major league baseball video board. So, you know, I guess I was always destined to talk with you guys at 3 a.m. about uh, about Cody Bellinger. But really a night we'll, we'll never forget. Definitely. This is like I, I remember the night John Lester signed. Like, this is one we're going to be talking about for years to come, right? So, realistically, when you wake up tomorrow and maybe you see Cody Bellinger come through that door, uh, do you automatically put the Cubs as clear-cut division favorites just with this one signing? Yeah, probably. Not that I was hesitating, but I was like going to say like I don't. Yeah, because yeah, because I don't think there was a really clear favorite going into obviously prior to the last hour. I really don't. I like you could have told me the Reds were going to win the, the division, and I would have been okay. I could see that. Could have told me the Cardinals were going to win the division. I could have seen that. He honestly could have told me the Cubs were going to win the division prior to a Cody Bellinger signing. And I said, okay, I can see a scenario where that happens. So I don't think there was a clear favorite prior. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I can totally see that if you want to say Cody Bellinger um, helps the Cubs or you know, adding Cody Bellinger to the Cubs, the lineup defensively um, makes them the favorite to win the division. I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I, can, I totally see that. I think, that's what we've talked about, right? Like this division is fairly wide open, right? Like I, I don't expect the Cardinals to stay down forever or even more than the one year they did last year. Um, you know, the, the Reds are coming up. They have a lot of good young players and a lot of good young talent that are coming up. Um, Pirates honestly are, are coming up too. Like, I, I don't know how good they'll be this year, but I, I, they have talent in on that team and in that organization and the Brewers, you never really know what you're going to get with them after so many years of them just being there and and honestly beating the Cubs. Like that's they can't be counted out either. So I, I look at it as a lot of a lot of not a lot of um, when I look at it as like the the whoever was going to finish first. I didn't think they were going to finish that far ahead of whoever was going to finish fifth in this in this division going going into it. And now, but now. Now the you know the Cubs reportedly signing Cody Bellinger. I look at it as like yeah. Me hold, not reportedly. He signed Ryan. Let's make <laughs> it crystal clear. Tweeted it, Ryan. Passion tweeted it. He anyway. is signed on this team. Anyway, um, <laughs> looking at a lineup, a Cubs lineup with Cody Bellinger in it. Yeah, I could totally say if you want to say the favorites to to win the division. Now I could totally. I, I would not disagree with that. I I, I don't think. Um, obviously it's going to help them. It, and then it's not just adding a new guy, right? Again, as I said earlier, it's adding a guy you had a, a, a developed a year long relationship with, you know, him as a person, you know, him as a player, he knows this organization. He knows uh, how everything works. I mean, obviously Craig council changes things a little bit, but um, like just adding Cody Bellinger is not just like adding any other free agent. Like you're adding a guy that you have a full year's worth of information on a full year's worth of data and a full year's worth of, of a built rapport with. And so, uh, yeah, I look at it and 
you want to call them the, the division favorites right now with just by adding Cody Bellinger, like I, I won't sit here and stop you because I, I don't think that's false. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Brendan. I was going to read our uh, super chat here from our good friend Ryan Lambert, and he said, "Belly walking on the field in his freshly pressed see-through <laughs> fanatic Cubs uni, gotta love it. That is gonna be a scene. Absolutely ladies, gonna be a scene. The ladies for sure will love that. Ab- absolutely. So, Cody, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that, like, I'm I I agree with Ryan that even before they signed him, like it would I I know." I know if they didn't sign him that I on opening day we would have done our our live show wherever it was going to be, and I would have got in front. I would have put them the headset on, and I would have been like, "We're winning 87, 88 games this year, guys." I would have talked my. It's what I do. I'm I'm just I'm 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 drunk on Delulu all the damn time. All right, I would have done it. All right, but even even if they didn't, as much as I would have done that, I. I would have the reason I would have talked myself into it is because I do believe in a lot of the young guys. I do believe that Jameson Tyone will bounce back. I do believe that Justin Steele is like last year wasn't just some random year. I, I believe a lot of a lot of things in this roster, and I just feel like Bellinger just at, it, it brings back like the leadership factor that like the players, Jed, like everyone has said about him, uh, a proven guy, a guy that has experience, a guy who has won. Uh, and a guy that has a lot to prove because it's even though he got this 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 paycheck, yeah. I mean, motivation's high. It, he wants yeah. that second paycheck, right? Like he's he still wants that long term deal, or else he doesn't take this deal, right? So like he's he has something to play for, and he just I again it just adds more depth to this to this offense, and uh, you know I think the thing the one thing that I already had that I was optimistic in was the pitching. I do think the Cubs have the pitching. And so you now the offense a little bit better. I was already high on the pitching. So I would have talked myself into it just because of the pitching alone and some of the young guys and how high I am on them. But now you add him, like, I assume Fangraphs is only going to add, like, maybe, what, two, two. three wins to, the, to their projection. But that – so that's, like, 83, you know – Last year they were projected at 78 and they won 83, right? So at 83, maybe they can win 88, 89, you know? Like it, maybe if you add Montgomery or you add Chapman, it maybe it adds more to it, right? But and even if it's not them and maybe they add a reliever or, or something, maybe. I don't know. But all I know is that the projections – not only do they not fully tell a full story, but it's better seeing a few more wins on there than just like 80, like – I don't know. Like maybe that's maybe I'm not explaining it well enough in my own delusional head. But no, I mean I think with the high volume of potential contributors on this Cubs roster, an 83 win projection, which is likely going to be what happens when you refresh Fangraphs tomorrow, may look different than an 83 win projection from a different team on a, on a different. Uh, in a different division. And the reason is when these projections are being made, you're trying to forecast different playing time and try to forecast uh, a different plate approach uh, parent samples. So for the Cubs right now, you see a wide range of possibilities on some of their bench guys. We could see Bush get 
250 at-bats. We could see Bush get 500 at-bats. We could see Matt Shaw get zero at-bats. We could see Matt Shaw get 250 at-bats if he gets called up. So those projections don't naturally factor that in. But also projections are just – they suck. Like they really do suck. And that's not to diss them. They're informative. They, they provide a stake in the ground and a ruler to measure teams against. But when you look at how many teams miss the projections at year's end, they typically 10 of 30 teams typically miss their projection by 14 wins. That is an unacceptable degree of error when you try to predict outcomes. That's why I've always said to shrink down that that randomness, let's try to project around 95 wins. That way, worst case scenario, you're still hanging out around 80-ish wins or so, and you may have a playoff opportunity. That's the territory of the Braves and Dodgers and the Astros. And uh, currently now, you see in, with the Orioles, Cubs are not there yet. So even though with 83 wins, it looks better. There's definitely a, a situation where they can reach 90 now. That's not crazy. In my mind, still not enough. But I'm delusional. I will wake up tomorrow morning, and I'm going to sell myself into this. And by opening day, I'm going to be projecting 90 wins. That's just what's going to happen, even though I recognize the other side of my brain says, don't do, don't do that, but I will do that. Hell yeah. Craig says 92, so he said, hold my beer, Brendan. I'll be more delusional. Look at that. Well, you know what, Craig? I might be 92 as well. I may have to one-up you on the projection and the Tanya, delusion. Tanya also has a good comment, and this is pro for like what you're saying, is that they should have won 90 last year. So, you know, yeah, I think absolutely. the council effect, as much as like I don't try to use that as much, but the council effect will really, I think – be a big factor you know we talk about those one run games you know maybe he is the difference maybe you know well the front office thinks he's a difference right, right. paying him that much money <laughs> letting right. david roster the office go. they better be right about it. that's all i <laughs> they better be right about that i i think i think the uh the argument that council could provide an additional fringe maximum uh, fringe wins of five is really not that crazy to think about you know it, you look at the example in late august and early september if the bullpen just had a good two weeks a healthy two weeks you know maybe weren't overused and not to say that ross did an awful job but council is the best at managing bullpens then maybe you attenuate some of that fatigue that we experience and they would have won an extra two three games and that would have been the difference between the diamondbacks making the world series and the cubs making the playoffs it's just those fringe wins that that council is a, a difference maker with yeah. all right what else we got here we're gonna sign off here as we're we 55 minutes in we got some more comments here ryan uh how excited are you I know we woke you up from your beauty sleep over there, but you got the light on right now, which, by the way, is the worst thing you can do. That's going to stimulate your brain to start producing hormones to stay up even longer. Uh, I'm sorry. You're going to get no sleep tomorrow. I'm sorry. Same you have to be next words. To- I'm sorry. Words, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to be next to Cody tomorrow as well all day in his smile. Cody, I'm happy for you. You may not sleep the entire night. Well, I, I'm actually very tired considering how long the long days that we've had. But, you know. At least there's some. There's going to be a lot of talk tomorrow. I can't wait to go to you know the tailgates before the game and talk to the people. I so is the wait. game at Sloan Park tomorrow? Yeah, it is a Sloan. Yeah, nice. I, I I can already see there's going to be a pretty massive crowd. Yeah. Pre-game, like like during the workouts, trying to. 
catch a glimpse to see if Cody Bellinger will walk into that Cubs training complex. Tomorrow. He lives right here in Arizona, right? I don't know where in Arizona, but somewhere around here. He grew so up in Scottsdale. You know, okay. Grimace Castell, like yeah. somewhere around here, but yeah, no, it's it, like it, it wouldn't take him, to, <laughs> it wouldn't take him too long to drive over to the complex tomorrow. So I yeah, guarantee there's going to be a group, large group, l- large gathering of Cubs fans hoping to catch a glimpse of Cody Bellinger. Well, I was, I would say, first video. I will say, I I did, I was hoping it would be the Dexter Fowler part two. Like I, I was like, it would have been. It would have been great if that's what happened because I was going to be ready to catch it on camera. I was going to be the one to catch it on camera and post it on social and go viral. Yeah. Um, instead, <laughs> instead, you're talking to Cody and me at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a good constellation. What are you talking about? This is not a constellation. Come on. That's dude. true. You're right, Cody. This is actually the preference. So, this is what uh, Ryan actually prefers. For yeah, sure. yeah. Credit. Credit to you and I for uh, fulfilling Ryan's dreams. Exactly. Um, yeah. Also, Luke Stuckmeyer was wrong. He <laughs> said two, oh, he was actually, wrong. he he wasn't wrong. He wasn't well, in your time. In your time, in his time, he was. Yeah, but in my time, he was right. So right. I agree with Luke. He was right. No, nope, wrong. <laughs> now, no, no, don't let him have it. Don't let him have it, Brent, uh, Brendan. No, he was he, he, he deserves it. He deserves. It. I'm going to give him. Uh, he's he's going to win the first who you got. No matter who he he's picks, gonna wake up. he's gonna wake up tomorrow to like his like screaming kid, one of the two, or maybe both, and then eventually look at his phone and be like, "Oh shit, it happened!" And he's gonna be like, "Whoa, they did a podcast in it." Because <laughs> because again, tomorrow is is what Sunday? Yeah, tomorrow's Sunday. Yeah. So and and he knows we don't have a show or anything. The first thing he does is not going to be look at Twitter or look at Slack. That's oh, not the first no thing way. he's going to do. <laughs> so he's, he's eventually going to log onto the internet and realize it. But it'll be, like, it'll be like at like 10 a.m. or something like no, that. No, no. He's going to wake up at 3 a.m. Or not 3 a.m. He's going to wake up three hours from now, uh, like watch the, watch the sunrise, um, you know, do what, what – Older people do in the morning have some coffee, read the newspaper, um, which the newspaper won't have the Cody Bellinger news, obviously, because the, the paper will be coming up by now. But uh, CHGO will because you're going to be writing that article after you sign off. Oh right yeah, now. oh yeah, I will. But that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like he'll be doing he'll be doing the old school stuff, and then yeah, as Cody said, probably like ten o'clock, so like four or five hours after he's already woken up, he'll check his phone and he'll see the news, and then then he'll have come up to speed. All right, uh, let's sign off here again. Thank you to our sponsor, Blue Moon, for uh, providing us the venue to do this so late. Thank you to the chat. We got 400 and something, 450 people right now at 3 a.m. talking to us. I uh, appreciate you guys for the support. Really, it does make uh, a difference uh, for, for us and outreach. And it's enjoyable for all of us to talk with you guys here in this chat. I guess go get some sleep, Ryan. You got you got more work to do to finish up your article, Cody. You're off the hook, man. Go get some Blue Moon. Enjoy the rest of your night. You're in Gila River Casino right now. Uh, great casino. Maybe go play some blackjack over there. I go Don't throw it all. I might go throw it baby. all. I would throw it all on red or green or something, and just you know ride the wave. There know? we go. There we go. Just ride that dope yeah, no, 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 no. all the way through the nights. You know what you gotta do. You gotta go throw all your money on number twenty four on roulette. Oh, now you're getting a little crazy. Now you're getting a little crazy. Maybe Ryan can meet you downstairs and you both can do that together. You know, 
That'd actually be really good content. That actually would be good content. I'm actually kind of tempted to tell you just to go do it regardless. Just, uh, I, I, might, I might go do it regardless now. But could you All imagine right. if it hit? Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Electric. That would be electric. Electric. I would, would fucking go through. I'd break. There would be no wall somewhere. There would be a, a man-sized hole in the wall. Something. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, uh, I guess you guys have a show what on Monday, you know, so you'll be back on Monday. Luke will be on with you guys. And again, thank you for everyone tuning in this late at night. And listen, if the Cubs make any more signings, I'm up. You know, Ryan may be sleeping. I, I'll call Cody. I'll do this again in two more hours for Matt Shaman or Blake Snow or whomever the Cubs want to sign. So again, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you on Monday or another uh, late free agent signing. And as always, go Cubs. We all silly like the mayor. 